Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're at in this world, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy Podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. So um, today we're going to have a a little bit of a different episode. But before we get to it, um, just coming out of the tail end of a holiday weekend here in the United States, Memorial Day weekend, and it was kind of fun to just have finally... uh, just like a like a three day weekend to relax, spend some good quality time together with my wife and my daughter. Uh, we kind of like the we you know we were a little bit touristy in Chicago this weekend. The weather was absolutely perfect, not too hot but sunny. Um, we were able to uh, actually on, it started by on Saturday for the first time. My daughter is uh, almost twenty months old now, and for the first time we went with her to to. Um, like a home department store. We went to Lowe's because we needed to pick up some stuff. So she did very good until she had a little toddler uh, tantrum. So, <laughs> but we're very proud of how well she did. It was kind of fun to kind of like start going out with her to to places like that. Um, and then, but the, the fun really was on Sunday. So on Sunday, so we live pretty close to downtown Chicago, actually, you know, because I know sometimes when people say, we live in Chicago, you know, Chicago is very big, you know, especially when you include the suburbs, but we live very close to downtown and we actually uh, can easily take the bus and we are in the downtown area taking public transportation within like 10 to 15 minutes. So the the fun thing is that my best friend who, uh, best friend from like back home, when I say best friends, like we've been friends since we were like 14, 15 years old. And coincidentally enough, it's one of those things that sometimes life is just fascinating on like how different turns it takes. You know, it's like we grew up together. We're best friends, you know, in our teenage years, early 20s and stuff. And then, of course, you know, life took in different directions. You know, I, I came over to the United States, went to college and everything and stayed, you know, and then he had his his career things over there. But of course, still best friends through this whole time. And then life, you know, uh, uh, brought uh, them, him and his family to Chicago last year. You know, he had an opportunity to get a job over here, coincidentally, you know, and it, it wasn't like a plane or anything like that, but it has been just fun to be able to to spend some time together and they wanted to go downtown with his family and he had like someone visiting so we met with them downtown we went to uh you know what's called the cloud gate downtown chicago which you guys know that that's still being you know they might have if you haven't seen in person it's really cool but you probably have seen on social media instagram posts and stuff it's a very uh popular spot for like pictures so met them went downtown walked around went to the steel bean uh and then had uh, lunch around Michigan Avenue, and then we took the bus back, and it was amazing to do that, and then, you know, today having an extra day to just relax, catch up, go to the park in the morning with Susie, and just have some fun, so I definitely feel very, very recharged, which I really, really needed it, Um, 
But the other thing also is that uh, last week I recorded three interviews, and I think I alluded that during the last podcast. So I'm recording some interviews ahead of uh, vacation that we're going to go on a family over uh, end of June, beginning of July. We're gonna, basically going to be gone for a full two weeks between a couple of different trips. So I wanted to really record uh, some very good episodes for you guys to have it already ready to go. Did three interviews with some uh, of the Business Accelerator students from the past, catching up with them. Uh, have one more to be recorded later this week so we're going to have a series of interviews coming up which those were very popular when we had those at the beginning of the year and I hope you guys enjoyed those again it's just fun to be able to see where people are at since they took the business accelerator program and and show to you guys what can be accomplished so that way you guys can 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 truly see you know that 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 business ownership has a lot to it you know, and I mean that in a very positive way. Um, but then what I want to do afterwards, once I got back, was the same thing I did earlier this year. I want to do another uh, Ask Me Anything type of podcast episode. But for me to do that, I need you to share the questions that you have. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, I always try to pick topics to cover that, you know, a lot of the topics I cover are things that are, of course, going on with me, going on in my brain kind of stuff. And I just try to share that with you. And then at different times, I try to pick topics that I know I can see that people are looking for, uh, especially when it comes to things like marketing and hiring and this and that kind of stuff. So I always keep an eye to see in different forums and different groups, what are people talking, what are people asking. But I also know that many of you often have some questions that you'd like me to answer or or maybe a topic that I covered before that you want to ask a follow-up question or wish me to expand upon. And, and, and this, this is what that episode is going to be about. So this is going to be the opportunity for you to submit your questions. I'm gonna, we're going to post the link on the show notes for our Google form. And we're going to do that over the next like few weeks or so. Because I'm only going to be rec- recording this episode after I get back from vacation. So I'm going to be recording this episode only towards uh, mid-July basically okay so it gives you guys a good five six weeks during this time to submit your questions okay we're gonna uh, uh over time we're gonna put those together and then i'm gonna record an episode answering those questions going through those topics okay so if you have anything you wish me to cover please follow the link on the show notes and and, and submit that and then we're gonna cover that Okay, and then one of the things I wanted to gradually start doing, of course, you know, maybe on a monthly basis or every other month, is I want to do a podcast episode where I share um, something from a book or something that I have read that has really impacted me in some way, okay? And of course, a lot of the topics that I cover, it like a lot of the lessons and stuff, it comes from different books, it comes from different programs, seminars, workshops, and stuff that I attend. So of course, you know, it... it, it a lot of this kind of like comes together into it. But sometimes I want to highlight a book just so you guys can kind of like maybe be inspired and go and check out that book, okay? Because as I keep saying, personal development is one of the main keys to our success as a business owner. And of course, one part of that is reading books and staying, you know, uh, 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 not just updates, but just like working on yourself, basically, right? And one of the questions people often have asked me through the years is like, oh, what book do you recommend, friend? And my answer is always is, well, it depends, you know, because I think picking a book to read, it it, it needs to be tied up with like, what is the question that you're trying to answer? You know, and at different points, 
in life we're trying to look for different uh, answers we have different questions we have different challenges we have different problems that we're dealing with and we need to go and look for resources look for books look for podcasts look for whatever it may be that helps us answer those questions right so i can sit here and give a, a recommendation for oh my god this book that i read on finance is absolutely awesome you guys should all go and read but that might not be relevant to a lot of you guys at this point in time you know so that's why also if you are stuck with a particular topic and you want a recommendation reach out i will kind of like share what resources within that topic that i have found helpful but i'm gonna try to share uh, uh books that have had an impact on me and and the book i'm going to be sharing today probably is one that had one of the biggest impacts i think it's hard to pinpoint to a book that had the biggest impact i don't think i could even answer that question but this one definitely is like a top five okay and the lesson from today come from the book outwitting the devil from napoleon hill and you guys might have heard of and and let me tell a little bit of background story behind this book because it is truly fascinating but you you guys might have heard uh about uh napoleon hill uh from his other book which is a best-selling book think and grow rich that's his most famous book um and if you have read think and grow rich you can see that he was an author that was well ahead of his time because think and grow rich was written in the early to mid uh, 1930s and it still you know stands to this day on a lot of you know basic um ways of kind of like growing your finances and that kind of stuff you know and what happened is after he wrote think and grow rich he wrote the manuscript for outwitting the devil and when you read that book today or when you listen to the audio version it's going to show it to you how ahead of his time you know he really was because this book was written 85 years ago 85 years ago and it's fascinating to think that someone in 1938 had the ability to think you know so ahead of his time okay and the interesting thing about it um is that he described that his inspiration to write um um outwitting the devil was a way for him to explain why some people were still seeing failure after following the concepts that he laid out with think and grow rich and the the where the story gets really interesting is that he once he was done with the manuscript he gave to his wife to read it and she absolutely forbid him to publish in that she said it was going to be way too controversial because uh, of um the way it is written and because of the way he speaks about uh, uh institutions like the church even and uh, public schools and so forth so she forbid him from publishing then napoleon him himself died in 1970 and his wife passed away 14 years later in 1994 and then at that point once she passed away the manuscript to uh to that book then got in, into the hands of their nephew because they didn't have um any next of kin the his, his nephew was the one who took over the the napoleon hill foundation and his nephew wanted to publish the book so this is 1984 so already i don't know however long after 1938 can do math in my head right now almost almost 50 years almost 50 years later he wanted to publish that book but then his wife also agreed that it would still be too controversial and she wouldn't wanted it to be published while she was still alive 
And it was only after her death that the manuscript then got passed along to the new CEO of the foundation at that point of time. And we're already talking about the 2000s now. And then after, you know, some reviews and annotations and this and that, the book was finally published in 2011. So this book was published 74 years after it was actually written. And when you read this book, you're like, oh my God, this is insane that this book was written 74 years before its time. If you're reading that today, it's going to be 85 years ago, right? And the premise of the book is uh, uh, that the stories and the concepts that Napoleon Hill is trying to get across is actually told through a fictional interview between Napoleon Hill himself and the devil, okay? And that's one of the reasons why you know, it would be too controversial to even publish that at that point in time, as you can imagine. But through this back and forth conversation, Napoleon Hill tries to uncover from the devil the secrets to freedom and success by learning what the devil does to basically keep people down. Okay, and that's what we're going to kind of like, you know, the, the book is uh, about 250 pages. So, of course, there's a lot to the book and it's a great read. I, I'm the kind of person who I, I love having like the physical books in hand. I like highlighting. I like going back to it years later, uh, put year marks on it, whatever it may be. But this is one that it's actually a terrific audio book. And I've listened to the audiobook before too. And the reason why it was so good is that because it is a conversational interview kind of thing, the the um, the, the artist, you know, that, that did the voice acting for it did a terrific job basically making the two different voices, Napoleon Hill's voices and the devil's voice. So it makes it really easy to follow. It's basically like a back and forth conversation. So I, I do recommend as an audio book as well because it is really, really good. But the concept from the book that I wanted to talk today amongst you know many takeaways that you can take from it is uh, uh, the comparison that it makes between what, they, what Napoleon calls drifters and non-drifters. Okay, drifters and known drifters. And that's what I want to focus on today's podcast. So let me start by reading from the book itself. Okay, what is the definition of a drifter? Okay, so like I said, this is a, a basically like an interview. So, um, so Napoleon him himself asks the devil, please define the word and tell us exactly what you mean by drift. And then um, the devil answers, and I quote, I can best define the word drift by saying that people who think for themselves never drift, while those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. He would rather let me occupy his mind and do his thinking than to go to the trouble of thinking for himself. A drifter is one who accepts whatever life throws in his way without making a a protest or putting up a fight. He doesn't know what he wants from life and spends all of his time getting just that. A drifter has lots of opinions, but they are not his own. Most of them are supplied by me. A drifter is one who is too lazy mentally to use his own brain. That is the reason I can take control of people's thinking and plant my own ideas in their minds. 
Okay, so that was verbatim the definition in the book about what, you know, the devil considers a drifter. You know, the definition that Napoleon Hill uh, 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 put as kind of like, okay, what is a, a drifter? So then before we move forward then, and I talk about the characteristics of a drifter and a non-drifter, this was something interesting that I wanted to share as well. Basically, the concept on how the devil keeps people from thinking. Okay, so I'm going to read that verbatim as well. So then Napoleon Hill's question was, it seems that you got out, out of your way to keep people from thinking. And then the, the, the devil answered, yes, accurate thought is death to me. I cannot exist in the minds of those who think accurately. I do, I do not mind people thinking as long as they think in terms of fear, discouragement, hopelessness, and destructiveness. When they begin to think in constructive terms of faith, courage, hope, and definiteness of purpose, they immediately become allies of my opposition and are therefore lost to me. Right? And end quote. And this is fascinating, you know. Looking back, and and I, and I know it, it it is a little bit different different parts of the world, but not that much on what we have experienced over the last like few years or so you know politically speaking and 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 you know the the news the media and you know all that kind of stuff and and just looking into like things being described in this way you know in terms of faith courage hope and definiteness of purpose you know when there's just so much going on that just tries to like trying to keep us away from thinking on our own thinking for ourselves right and that's why i wanted to mention that but what i wanted to do then first is define what the book has as some of the key and it's not even all but some of the key characteristics of a drifter okay and like i said this is a 250 page book and there's just so much more to it but these are the main characteristics of a drifter Number one is a lack of self-confidence. Number two, someone who never accomplishes anything that, requi that requires thought and effort. Number three, a lack of enthusiasm and initiative to begin anything he's not forced to do and cut corners when doing so. Number four, he may begin things but will complete nothing. Number five, he may be a jack of all trades but good at none. That's, I, I don't know why I really like that one. Number six, you have opinions on everything, but accurate knowledge of nothing. Number seven, he will make the same mistake over and over again, never learning from failure. Number eight, he expects everything of others, but is willing to give little or nothing in return. Number nine, he avoids making decisions on anything if he can avoid it. And if forced to decide, he'll reverse course at the first opportunity. And number 10, criticizes others who are succeeding in their chosen calling. And those are the top 10 characteristics of a drifter. And it's just fascinating to even read that aloud to you guys and see. I mean, first of all, a lot of these topics that I covered quite a bit, especially when I talk about having an abundance versus a scarcity mindset on our own field of canine rehabilitation, right? Things like criticizes others who are succeeding 
you know, unfortunately, we do see that quite a bit. You know, expecting everything of others, but be willing to give little or nothing in return. Unfortunately, we see that quite a bit as well. You know, and then other kind of like things that I talked about in terms of making mistakes, failure, learning from it, uh, um, being a uh, uh, being a jack of all trades, but jack of all trades, but good at none. Um, starting things but never finishing. You know, so it's just. It's just interesting for me to even read those aloud to you. But then what I want to do next, of course, is bring back the other side of the coin before we wrap it up. So then what are the characteristics of the known drifters? So the main characteristics of a known drifter, number one, he has a major goal in life to which he's always working and many minor goals of which leads towards his central scheme. Right, So always having that purpose, always having something to be working towards it. We talk about that quite a bit. Number two, the quickness of his decisions clearly mark him as a person who knows exactly what he wants and is determined to get it, no matter how long it may take or sacrifices that must be made. Right, So we talked about that before as well. The ability to pivot. That's one of the beauties of being a business owner, that you don't have to rely on anyone else's decision on a chain of command or anything, which can be very scary, but it can also be very liberating because you're able to be quick about the decisions that you make. However, you must understand that it's not going to come at ease. It's not going to come quick. And there is going to be you know, some sacrifices that are going to happen along that road, but it is going to be worth it. Number three, he extends many favors to others, right? I feel that that's a given, like give before you ask. You know, that's probably one of the greatest lessons in life that we can kind of like pass on to the next generation. Number four, if he does not know the answers, he will say so frankly. I think that's important as well for us to understand that it's okay that we don't have all the answers. And we don't have to be ashamed of it. We don't have to feel like a failure. And sometimes uh, 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 it ties up a little bit to the imposter syndrome we talked just last week too. That sometimes we, we, we think that admitting that we don't know something, uh, uh, it's a sign of weakness when it's not. That's a sign of strength, admitting that you don't know something, but you're going to go out and you seek the solution to it. You're going to go out and look for the answers. Number six, he never blames others for his mistakes, no matter if they deserve the blame. That's one of the biggest leadership traits someone can ever have, is understanding that everything starts and everything stops at you. You know, and it's, it's having the humility, having the discernment to be able to understand that that is about not putting blame on others. That is about understanding that if some, especially as business owners, it all starts with you. And that's what I mean by it, right? It all starts with you. So if something went wrong, it started with you and you need to be able to have the discernment. And hopefully, this is very important as well, pass that ability of uh, humility, right? The humility to staff members as well, so they can understand that as well that it's okay to make mistakes, that we don't have to blame others for it. All we have to do is admit to those mistakes, learn from it, and figure out how to move forward. Okay? Number six, he's an inspiration to all who come in contact with his mind. 
meaning a leader, someone who want, people wants to be around, someone who people are willing to follow. And then number seven, the major distinguishing feature of the Nodon Drifter is this one. He has a mind of his own and uses it for all purposes. And that's the one that even in the book, it's kind of like highlighted it. Not highlighted like literally, but figuratively. That drifter, non-drifters have a mind of their own and they use it for all purposes. Okay? And then before we wrap it up and I give what I want you to take away from it, I wanted to share just one more segment from the book, which it talks about if the known drifter is someone who is born this way. Okay, so the question from Napoleon was, is the known drifter born with some mental, physical or spiritual advantage not available to the drifter? And the answer was no. The major difference between the drifter and the non-drifter is something equally available to both. It is simply the prerogative right of each to use his own mind and think for himself. Okay? And that's what I wanted to share last, because sometimes we tend to think that um, we're not given something. That, oh, I'm not suited for this. You know, uh, uh for example, us telling ourselves that like, well, but I'm not good at marketing. Oh, but I'm not good at talking to people. I'm not good at uh, uh, going and doing lunch and learns at veterinary clinics. I'm not good at selling people uh, uh, a higher price for my sessions. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. No one was born good at anything, right? That's one of the things I want you to take away from it. No one was born good at anything. But as Napoleon said, it was simply about the right of each one of us to use our own minds, think for ourselves, and figure it out, then how we get better at that. Okay? And that's what I want you to take away from this episode today. Is that thinking, especially thinking for yourself, is the greatest tool that you're ever going to have. And it can be so easy getting so caught up with the day-to-day stuff of, of our lives that just, you know, gets us so busy without having the time to slow down and reflect and elaborate on your own thoughts. But because of that, thinking needs to be intentional. From a business owner perspective, it means that not only we have to be tracking data, tracking metrics, tracking key performance indicators and so forth, but we regularly need to be analyzing those numbers, analyzing that data, so you can uh, uh, know what it means to you, to us. We have to re- regularly be analyzing that data so we can see what's the hole in the business right now and, and, and hopefully see that hole sooner rather than later. So you can not only see the problem because of that, but at the same time come up with a solution as to how it is that you're going to fix it and move forward. And this ability to think and analyze, reflect, and move forward needs to be done regularly. I would say it needs to be done at least every other week, at least twice a month. But it definitely needs to be done at the end of each quarter. And even more so on an annual basis. But on an annual basis, it needs to be done with a bigger stroke to it. 
right? Not just, oh, this is what I want to get done next week, next month, but what do I want for the next six months, for the next 12 months, right? And earlier this year, I think I talked about like doing like an annual planning, going into every new year with a new plan on what is that I want for the next 12 months. And if you haven't done that at the beginning of the year, it's never too late either. You don't have to wait until January of 2024 to do that. Like we're about to hit the halfway point of the year. So if you haven't done that, please go ahead and do so. What do you want for the next 12 months? Go ahead, reflect and think on that. And if you had a plan that you set up for this year, then go and reflect and think on, are you on track with it for the first six months? If not, then why is it? What didn't go as planned? What can you learn from it? What can you change moving forward? Or if it is, if it is going according to plan, then you also take the time to think and reflect on like, how do I keep going that way? What can I do to screw this up? That's, that's a very important question. When things are going right, reflect on what can you do to screw things up? Because then guess what? You're going to know what not to do. Okay, so analyzing the data and tracking metrics and this or that, it's part of it. But the other part is having the ability to critically reflect on yourself, on your performance, both as an individual, but also, of course, as a business owner in this scenario, to know if you're moving forward or not. And even better, surround yourself with people who can help you with that. Surround yourself with a group of other canine rehabpreneurs and business owners who understand this journey that you're on and who can support you while you can support them, right? Remember what I said earlier, one of the key characteristics of a non-drifter? You give. You give to each other. Surround yourself with a mentor who has been through the same challenges that you are encountering and who could help you see things from a different perspective, Right, But notice how I didn't say a mentor or a group of peers who are just going to give you the answer. Because that's not what it is about. It is about surrounding yourself with a circle who is going to help guide you and push you to think differently. But no one's going to be able to find the answer except yourself. And that's the reason why ultimately a clear mind of a known drifter will always be ahead regardless of the circumstances Throwing, thrown at us by life in general. Okay? So hopefully this episode was helpful. Please let me know. I would, lo- I would love to hear if it was helpful. I, I really mean it. Please uh, send us a, a message on social media, an email, comment on the post on social media, on this podcast, whatever it may be, right? Because this is a different episode. And some of you guys might love it. It might uh, 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 give you guys the opportunity to be exposed to a book, a concept that you hadn't been exposed to before, and it might be life-changing to you. Some of you guys might find that it was a boring episode, but I would love to hear your perspective on it, and I would love to hear, you know, if this was helpful or not. But like I said at the top, this is one of the books that uh, has greatly influenced me. I read this book for the first time probably back in early 2018, late 2017 or so. And I've read it twice more since then. 
I read it twice more since then. You know, and, and one of the times that I read this book was when I was personally going through a lot. And it just really helped me kind of like get back on track. You know, and that's why I mentioned earlier too that I love having the physical copy of the books because then it's very easy for me to go back and look at pages that I have earmarked, look at paragraphs that I have highlighted it. And it helps me give a different perspective. It helps me analyze and think a little bit more critically too. You know, that's part of the whole process as well. So thank you guys so much. And let me know what you think about it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at K9PTAcademy.com. That's hello at K9PTAcademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to K9PTAcademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheets, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the K9 rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.